What was the inspiration? The inspiration was living in Alabama for a while uh, and just getting to know the contours and nuances of the South and wanting to try to encapsulate that in a fun and hopefully entertaining way. Ooh, can I give another inspiration story? Do it, let her, let her uh, rip. The other inspiration was that Billy had a screenwriting class in college and they had him bring in like six ideas for a screenplay. Six? Three. 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 Yeah, three. Fact check. Uh, <laughs> and everybody in class said, don't write that one. Uh, and that's Dick Long. That's, then I, yeah, that's this so, film. Yeah, so I wrote it anyway. And yeah, to spite them. Yeah. <laughs> it's provocative, and like yeah. kind of the the whole movie is like an exercise in empathy. It's about characters you wouldn't normally think a movie would be about, and uh, I think that makes it hard in an elevator pitch. But yeah. then that's that's kind of the the magic of the screenplay is that like you can't believe you like it. Y'all motherfuckers want to get weird. No wonder these movies connected with you. They did, as much as they did. Welcome to Speak All Evil, the podcast you were warned about. I'm Trent, here with Kevin, Kat, and Dave. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. We've got a couple events coming up for Halloween. October 29th at Aura in downtown Portland. We have our first MC gig. We've been called upon to host the annual show, Halloween. The show formerly known as Purple Brains, the big annual Halloween show in Portland, Maine. There's a lot of prints. There's a lot of costumes. We're going to be on stage emceeing the event, hosting the night. 18 plus, 20 bucks. You can go to uh, Aura uh, website and get tickets for that. Also, uh, the next night, Halloween Eve, October 30th, is going to be the third Speak All Evil Presents film screening at Ophodian Theater in downtown Portland. We're going to be showing the 1982 Frank Henenlotter classic, Basket Case. Woo! I'm so excited. Basket Case, one of my favorite movies of all time, period, any genre. We've talked about Basket Case on the show. Seven o'clock doors. We're going to be doing a, a costume contest of our own, so come dressed up. The movie starts at eight, and then we're going to hang out as long as we can hang out and take you right into Halloween. Very, very exciting stuff. This week, it's Dave's spoiler week. <laughs> taboo week. <laughs> it's a taboo spoiler week. Mm. Spoiling is taboo on this show, but we've got a little bit of a situation here. There's really no way, and if you've followed the instructions that we gave you, if you're playing along, you should have watched The Death of Dick Long first, and then you should have watched La Betta, or The Beast, from 1975. You kind of have to do them in that order, but it's going to be very difficult to have this conversation without spoiling the death of Dick Long, which is a big spoiler movie. You really, you can't know anything about the death of Dick Long before you watch it. You just have to watch that movie. So we're going to start with that and we're going to talk about it as long as we can without spoiling it. And then we'll give you ample warning. We're just going to have to spoil the movie. There's really no other way to do this. And then we'll talk about La Betta. After that, 2019 film, I had never heard of this. Dave has been talking about the death of Dick Long for quite a while. I followed the instructions. I didn't look at anything. I went in blind. Dave, maybe you can set this up for us. Yeah, I, that's how I went in. Uh, I was uh, looking at Colin Christian's movie page on Instagram, which I always go to for uh, a lot of stuff that's coming out, a lot of stuff from the past that I might have missed. He really digs deep. And I was reading a thread about A24 movies, 
And uh, someone in the comments was saying The Death of Dick Long is the, the best oh, A24 movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, I've never seen this, but I'm going to check it out. And uh, it's directed by Daniel Scheinart, who recently did A24's largest grossing film of all time, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. That movie's amazing, too. Maybe you should, you know, go before the spoilers and watch that and this really quick. Uh, but they're both super amazing. Uh, they got their start directing Lil John Turned Down for What video. Whoa. Legendary. Legendary. Straight from film school, and then you go and get a gig like that. Like, I can picture that. I like the arc of their career. Um, mm. They also did uh, Swiss Army Man, which is really oh. out there, too. Um, but The de Death of Dick Long is a 2019 film that starts much like a Wild Weekend with us, um, white trash jam session that escalates from jamming in the garage to shotgunning beers, bong hits, target practice, couch bonfires, fireworks, and eventually the mysterious death of their drummer, Dick Long, uh, who is played by the director himself, Daniel Scheinhart. Um, so I didn't mention they, they have this like garage band, you know, that... Uh, called Pink Freud, which I really like the name of yep. the band. They're very terrible. But so as the movie continues <laughs> from there, we see uh, Zeke, played by Michael Abbott Jr., and perpetually vaping Earl, played by Andre <laughs> Highland, uh, in a comedy of errors. Uh, they're the worst liars of all time, and they're trying to get out, out ahead of this, and uh, they're trying to not, you know, uh, endure the consequences of the previous night. So a battle of wits ensues between these two guys, their families, the local authorities. Um, there are some great cam cameos in this. Uh, Roy Wood Jr. Um, from The Daily Show with Trevor, Trevor Noah uh, plays a doctor. And Jess Wexler, who he just talked about for Cat's Dick Torture Week. Yes. Ironically, yes. we come back here to, well, Dick. <laughs> um, Tortured. And, but she plays uh, Jane. Dick's wife, which I thought, you know, Dick and Jane, that's kind of funny. Uh, um, Virginia Newcomb plays Zeke's wife, Lydia, and uh, I thought that her performance in this was amazing. That's mostly what this is. This is not a horror movie, and I felt a little bad bringing it in, but I brought something very transgressive to follow this in a theme. That's why we have asked all these caveats and stipulations to this week. So... Um, one of the fun things I noticed is I watched a, I listened to a SoundCloud commentary that the people who made this movie talked about. And there was one thing that I thought was really, really funny is the TV show that the little girls are always watching is Mega Mega Fuckhouse. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, I thought it was like The Bachelorette or something. Well, what it is, is it's uh, Trump supporters in a, in a real world type situation. Yeah. But they're also uh, on like, like the Bachelorette, like they're trying to date each other. Where where but is this show? Where is it? They filmed the show. They they didn't film the show. They recorded audio of this fictitious show. Oh, oh it's and not, then they cut oh, out it's snippets. Not a real show. Wow. They cut out snippets throughout the thing. Though <laughs> okay. that's always what the little girls watching. <laughs> I was wondering. Um, so weird. Okay. It, even during like the really lewd conversations toward the end, she's that's playing in the background while this incredibly inappropriate uh, conversation is happening with her dad. But this is all about the spoiler. It's kind of a whodunit because, um, you know, the death of Dick Long, that's not the spoiler that Dick Long is dead. That's not the spoiler. Um, 
but it becomes like this small town who done it. Like there's a murderer among us on the loose, um, and I thought it was hilarious. Um, this is one of my favorite movies I've seen in years. Um, what did you guys think? I thought you were getting revenge on Cat this week, but then I was like, man, what does Dave have against me? He picked two movies, told me I had to watch them in a particular order, told me I couldn't read anything about them beforehand. Both rentals. Yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I was ready to be super pissed. Like, okay, what is Dave doing? Like, he's he's going to pull a classic Dave, and he's like, he's trying to poke. He's poking the bears. This movie's incredible. Uh, I think this is one of the best uh, kind of dark comedies since like a Fargo that you were kind of comparing it to. Yeah. Um, it's very similar. Um, I, I find it funny that you keep saying it's not a horror movie. You said that to me like a hundred times today. And there are so many more picks that you've had that I think are way less appropriate for the show <laughs> than this one. This is horrific. This right. is horror. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. This is firmly <laughs> planted in evil. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I grew up around... Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. Uh, but I think my favorite part of the movie, uh, other than the music, just kidding, may, may <laughs> have... Th- like we, We're back-to-back weeks where we may have like the worst two movies in Speak All Evil history in terms of the music that we've been subjected to. Um, although I will say... I disagree. The, the, we'll the, get into that. The score, move, the score, the non-disturbed and stained, done by Manchester Orchestra... What? Like, they just have some stacked like <gasps> crews and actors and actresses in this movie. Um, Dave let me know today. I'm not going to take credit for this, but I had, I didn't even recognize Michael Abbott, who plays Zeke, our male lead. I didn't in, either. Was in The Dark and the Wicked. Oh. He was the brother. I was oh. like, oh, Dave. Yeah, I, I, was, main I was fact-checking Dave. I was oh, like, okay. Googling that right now. because oh. I, I didn't think he had you. any other notable uh, credits. And not a ton. And compliance. Which oh, he wasn't compliance. Up, that's Small, a fucked yeah. up movie too. Okay, They're but all, all the, very dark. All the acting in this is absolutely incredible. Um, these directors, I haven't seen everything, everywhere, all at once yet, but I definitely want to now, just based on like the cinematic quality of this movie and the editing. Uh, but honestly, my favorite part was watching these two fucking guys, Zeke and Earl, fuck everything up at every single turn. Like some of the things that you laugh at, like make you sad later, or you're laughing but you're sad at the same mm. time. Like they do everything. If you anyone out there that listens to true crime or watches Dateline, uh, you're gonna pick up on one million things where these guys should have been caught in five and a half minutes. Um, but Earl, one of my favorite characters that we've seen in a movie in quite some time, just from a comedic standpoint. Um, and, you know, we're kind of laughing about it, but this is one of the bleaker movies that I've ever seen. I think watching this as a parent and what Zeke's family has to go to, you know, he has Lydia, his wife that Dave mentioned, and they have a young daughter. Watching what, he, watching his journey and his family's journey is incredibly bleak. Um, so we may have some fun with this conversation and, and we may get a little bit playful, but this is a dark film and you definitely don't feel good at the end. You know, I was blown away by this film. You frightened me last week when you kind of set, set this one up and gave, you know, as Kevin said, the, the strict stipulations on how to view uh, the films this week. So I was frightened uh, that you were trying to just get back at me for the masterpiece that I made everyone watch last week. I thought it was awesome. It started off as this fun little, you know, redneck pal around. And then uh, you find out very abruptly 
that Dick has been horribly injured. There was a moment where I was like looking at my phone and then all of a sudden, you know, they were like rushing him to the hospital. I was like, what did I, hold up. So I had to rewind to be like, what did I miss? And I'm like, oh no, this is the mystery of the film. I did the same thing the first yeah. time. I was like, what was I, was I just too high? Like trying to watch this? Because yeah, they're just attention. like raging, you know, normal. Yeah. And then, and but that's one of the things that they do a lot in this movie are super hard cuts. Yeah, which I like a lot. Um, it was just like a really jarring moment. And then I was just like, what did these little jabronis do? To this poor man. And then you, you know, you find out the extent of his injuries like a little further down. And I was like, these men are pure evil. Like, what happened? Like, that's crazy. They're maniacs. Like, how could these dubbas, you know, kind of just like annihilate this man? So I thought it was very stressful to me. I absolutely thought this was a horror movie, like going into it. I was like, yep, very stressed. Uh, have no idea what's going on. It's the mystery, you know, to think that these two Nickelback dudes were like, you know, torturous and homicidal, you know, to their friend. But then all of that is then simultaneously met uh, with the comic relief of these two characters just bumbling around, specifically Earl and more specifically his sick vape clouds. Uh, that was probably my favorite character was vape Earl's master. vape. Yeah. <laughs> that actor is just so nonchalant with his delivery he's just like yeah I don't care whatever it's like Beavis and Butthead it's like watching yeah. Beavis and Butthead <laughs> run around call. trying to like cover up some kind of crime <laughs> but honestly it was a great reveal I did not see it coming thank god I didn't do any research which you know isn't anything new for me um, but yeah just a great movie acting was so good it was so intense it was funny I just uh, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. So I was excited about uh, about this film. I think I'm gonna. This will be a party film. What a breath of fresh air this movie was, Dave. Thank you wow. very much. Especially after last week, wouldn't be hard. But <laughs> now we, we've been talking about, of course, Queen of the Damned. We've been talking about the Necrophiles and hmm. Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in <laughs> Hell and the Advent Calendar. All great stuff. But this is the cinema, and this is billed as a dark comedy. The operative word is dark. It is very funny, but it is very dark. This is much darker, in my opinion, than something like Fargo. I think it's one of the most transgressive movies we've watched, for sure. But it's handled in such a way that it's so skillful. It's so well-made, first of all. It's so entertaining. It's so funny. The editing is out of this world. And the way that the darkness and the, the transgressiveness is handled is so skillful. I didn't know that this director was part of the team that did uh, everything everywhere all at once until afterwards makes sense. So th this was not on my radar at all. Absolutely love this movie. Do yourself a favor and rent this. I think that this movie soundtrack wise, Kevin, this uh, features three of my least favorite bands of all time. We mm. have uh, Nickelback, we have Stained, Woo. and we have Creed. Hinder. Oh, is oh God, Hinder. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... I hate all those bands more than life itself, but I would say this movie has the best song by each of those bands. <laughs> They're well-placed, though. Which is why I didn't mind it. Yeah, very well-placed, because the band is jammed. These, these guys listen to Stained. They listen right. to Creed. That's like their thing. This is like Southern Gothic horror, almost. This is mm. not that far from what Josiah saw, the Southern Gothic that we talked about recently. Uh, 
plenty of, of similarities in the uh, the transgression of the dark uh, backwoods. This is Alabama. Um, but I actually loved my favorite part of the, the music in this was uh, Strange Way by Firefall is playing in the gas station. I love those 70s kind of soft rock hits that you would never think of, but you know if you ever walked into a convenience store or a dentist office. A little bit of Strange Way in this uh, Easter egg for me. Amazing movie. Love the sheriff. Again, very Fargo. All the characterizations, all the actors, and, and a lot of them, like we've said, haven't done a lot of stuff. Just brilliant performances all around. Great movie. Got to see Dick Long. One of the things about the, the soundtrack to this is they had budgeted a ton of money to get these songs they wanted to, you know, really like. It, it just kind of enhances the experience of a rural Alabama town and the, the, what the people are like. And it's, it's not too far from Maine. But they spent all this... They well, got all not, this not big parts of Maine. Not, right. not our part of Maine. They oh, got plenty this, of, Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. There's this people like that a, a, in a this lot of, city. A lot of Maine. Within I, a mile of here. I, I grew say. up... <laughs> I went to a school with a lot of... Westbrook's not that far. Right. So they took all this money because they thought all these songs were going to cost a lot. And they ended up not costing that much at all. <laughs> and they had all this extra money. So they went and like they bought all like the weird props they saw at yard sales and flea markets that they didn't want to like splurge for. Like the leopard painting. Yeah, stuff all that like stuff. That. They just so went over Earl's the truck top. is amazing. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Earl's um, phone, he has uh, Down with a Sickness by Disturbed. That's his ringtone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I got to get this. Yeah, I, I think the music was fitting. Um, and and I, I, again, we were talking before we started recording. I'm not quite sure when this takes place. If it's supposed to be like back when those bands were big or if it's just sort of like another like poke at Alabama that like they're still like right. listening to Stained and, and Creed. Um, but I find it funny that, you know, this director who's from Alabama like thought that like these band songs would still be like super primo high price to like license for a film. Um, the one, the one band I, I will not. And I, I do want to talk about this because I had a seriously soul crushing moment watching, watching this. Uh, I liked Nickelback for the first time in my life. So it's Whoa. their best song. The closing song is their first single. So That's right. You were watching it with captions, right? Oh yeah, and I never, so but I never I. knew the words. And then I saw that he like came out of the closet earlier this week, saying like, "Dude, I, the lyrics to that Nickelback song are kind of dope." And I was like, it's "Dude, their best song." It's I was thinking hit. the same thing. Those first four lines are very poetic, <laughs> and in, in this context, I really saw it in a light that, that I hadn't far, seen but... before. Poetic. I, I wouldn't go that yeah. far, but I Don't remember make me recite that shit. Tell me the fir- tell me him. Well, give, give us a second to look it up. I, I want to talk about that, too, because I vividly remember the first time I heard How You Remind Me by Nickelback. I was driving in my car, and it was on the radio, and I was listening to it, and I thought, oh, my God, Bush has a number one hit. <laughs> this is going to be, Bush just went to another level. This is going to be the biggest song that Bush ever had. This is way above everything's in and all that. Wow, amazing. And then later I found out it was some band called Nickelback. Well, Nickelback's the band that made Bush dope. Everyone's like, Bush yeah, is whack. Yeah. Bush sucks. <laughs> they killed Bush. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, Bush was dope. It was like, oh, those guys are like, Nirvana's dead. Uh, this is what we got. I, the I'll death of Gavin Rosdale. So the first, the first four lines yeah. of this is how, or how you remind me. You, don't know, you guys don't know the lyrics to this song. You have it memorized? Do you know the w- first? Never made, wait. No. Nope. Wait. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, <that's> <laughs> Never made it as a blind man. Couldn't yeah. cut it as a poor man stealing. 
Something. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he got it. You were close, Trent. Okay. It's all about senses. Never made it as a wise man. Oh, never made it as a wise I man. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. Tired of living like a blind man. I'm sick of sight without a sense of feeling. Bars. This is how Terrible. you remind me. Terrible, I Laris. I here's, I here's, why, here's why I started to like it, because it is like, there's like three choruses in the song. Like, I don't necessarily care about the verse. Like, it came in, it's the end credit song. So it's like playing as the movie's ending. But, like, the verse happens, and then you get the, this is how you remind me part. Mm-hmm. And then you get, like, the, um, the, uh, the second chorus, and then you get the, are we having fun yet? Like, it's a brilliantly building song, like, in terms of, like, hook, hook, hook. We're doing a great job avoiding the spoiler. I, we're just like we talking talk about, about anything. <laughs> I just talk about anything else. All we want to do is talk about the spoiler. <laughs> that's probably um, good on Nickelback. Guys. All right, all right. <laughs> you motherfuckers want to get weird? Wait, are we? <laughs> wait, are we? Are we doing the spoiler now? Yeah, that was the that's, intro. That's I mean, it. Are you motherfuckers mother- trying <laughs> to get weird? Oh shit! I I forgot to say. That. Okay, so we're that's it. We can't talk about this movie anymore. Go watch it. This is this is your warning. Pick up. Watch this movie. I, you can't even listen to the rest of this episode because the next movie we're going to talk about is all we're, we're going to be just talking about what actually happens at the end of this movie. So, Nick, sorry, pause sorry the say, podcast I, right yeah, now. You're going to have to see. Oh, Dick, uh, Dick, 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 Nick hasn't seen it yet. I watched That's these Nick films on? by myself. Oh man, he I has know. to see this That's one. So, I go to the podcast and I say, Hey guys, you want to gang bang a horse? Kevin and Trent say, Yay. Cat says, Nay. That was the joke. You didn't even laugh. You already said it on the thread. That, I already heard that joke. You oh, said yeah, it on the thread? Not the thread. I said it to you. Oh. Oh, that was just to me. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so, you want to do so it anyway, again? You want to I'm going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> this almost is awkward as when it actually is revealed in the movie. Um, uh, he fell on a saw. Uh, that's <laughs> what happened. He fell on a table saw in the middle of the night. That's how Dick... Alcohol poisoning. That's how Dick died. He, yeah. he got shot... Uh, by a hunter. By a hunter. <laughs> by a hunter in, the, in the middle of the night, Comet. Comet's the horse that is mentioned a few times in this. There's a few little toy horses. There's some and other horse things. Um, and then he just blurts out, Comet fucked him to death. Mm. And that's what happens. This is horse fucking weak. More like uh, death by long dick. Woo! Exactly. Wow. Right. That's why we do it. Did you work on that for a long time? Just came to me, Kevin. I'm on fire right now. Boom, boom, boom. Took those Joe Rogan supplements. But speaking of the spoiler and everything, my theory is that that's the reason why this movie did not get the legs it deserved Uh, is because without that, this is just a buddy movie, a comedy of errors in a small town, just like so many independent movies that kind of suck. Yeah. But it's very important because what happens, that darkness that it turns into... Uh, and it's a true test of empathy because you've gotten to know these characters the whole time and then they just turn it on you and you don't know how you're supposed to feel. But anyway, spoiler round, guys. What did you think? Uh, this It blew me away when they actually got to... So I, again, I faithfully to Dave did not look anything up on this. But when it happened, I was just shook because I was watching it and just trying to guess the whole time. And Roy Wood, who plays the doctor... 
I was like, okay, he's kind of giving a few things away, talking about how like he came in from like severe rectal hemorrhaging, right? And so I was like, oh man, these guys like gang rape, gang rape this guy. This is like just your typical like evil dudes. They turned on their drummer, yeah, um, and yeah, <laughs> or, the, or the fireworks. They were shooting bottle What's rockets yeah. out of their dick, like they were holding it between their legs and shooting yeah, up. So, yeah. so you thought something like that? Yeah, happened. this guy yes. pulled like a Steve-O and Jackass or something and put a bottle rocket up his butt yes, to get like a laugh out of his. That's buddies. what it leads like, you to think. It is not the case, and you, like like we've talked about a few times with like the editing. There's when when Zeke is his wife is like, "What happened to Dick?" And he again, all the things that Dave and like you guys said, he is just fumbling over lie after lie, and it's the dumbest shit. Like oh, slip and fall, uh, uh, <laughs> and she is just like, "Tell me what happened." And he literally does say, uh, "What is it like?" Uh, he died riding Comet. No, he no, he says like, it was Comet, something about Comet, and yeah. she says, well, what was he doing riding Comet? And he's like, he wasn't he said, riding Comet. No. Comet fucked him to death. Yeah. Comet was riding him. While they're oh. doing, that's what I thought the line was going to be. Saddle up. Well, he does say a line in there. He he says, uh, it was Comet. She's like, tell me the truth. And then he's like, it is the truth. And it's like the only time you <laughs> believe him. When he executes that line, you actually believe him. And but they're doing that scene as the police are also like they're they're intercutting between a scene with the doctor and the cops where the doctor is telling the cops oh, that so they good. found semen in Dick oh. Long's body which you already knew that before and they were doing DNA testing and they were not getting any hits because right. uh, I'm pretty sure comments not in CODIS but they that's when as this is all happening they're brilliantly cutting between it where the doctor's like it was horse semen and like the deputy's like as in in a queen <laughs> and that's when like everything hits you and comes crashing down. Oh. But keep in mind, this only happens like an hour into the movie. There's another 40. I was like, where do we go from here? And there's like the scene where he goes in to see Comet, where Zeke does. Mm -hmm. Because keep in mind, this wasn't a one-time thing. This has been a common practice for many, many years for all of Earl, Zeke, and apparently Dick. Um, he goes into like brush Comet and takes his shirt off as he's like brushing Comet. And I was like, fucking, this is where Dave just takes it too far. And I'm going to have to watch this horse fuck this guy. Mm. Just spoiler alert, you don't. I didn't think, well, I that was the might, good thing. I yeah. thought he might do a little handy or something like that. But Kat, did you, how, how did this reveal, how did this reveal hit you? So, what I was picturing when they say, you know, severe rectal hemorrhaging or whatever, I was picturing, like, you know, in seven. When he's forced to like bang that girl with that weird like blade dildo. Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Cool. Well, in seven, he's uh, forced to to bang a woman with a huge blade dildo, and so I was picturing that when they're talking about the severe you uh, know, hemorrhaging and blah, blah blah. So I'm like, these guys are fucking crazy. And then that comes in, and I was just like, I didn't even know they had a horse. To be honest, right? It, I just it's was not like, mentioned. There's so the the movie at, up till that point, the way this is set up is this pressure cooker about how this guy got hurt because yeah. what what the the Zeke and um, and Earl do is they just drop him in front of the ER. Yeah. So they're obviously, they don't want anyone to know what happened, but you don't know what it is. So they drop him in front of the ER and the whole rest of the movie is this kind of, this very uncomfortable comedy of them trying to get out of this situation. It's their, one of their best friends, he's dead. And so you're looking at it like through that kind of lens. The only 
hint you would have is there are some scenes of toy horses and at the end of their party the night when they're all doing the fireworks and drinking yeah. and and playing music and all that it shows them all walk Walking. into this barn but you're not thinking right. anything you're, of why that would like they that would not be occur banging to you. horses so when this reveal comes the, the first thing the doctor says is the semen isn't human and it's almost like, oh, this is going to be, uh, okay, here's the alien part or something. Ugh. Like, is this is going to get wacky, like Shaun of the Dead or something like that. I just, I don't think I will ever have another moment, at least in the near future, like the one that I had from this film. Just not knowing anything, just absolutely being blindsided. And it was a great cinematic moment. Oh, so thank, thank you, you Dave. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I was looking forward to that moment where you realized what this movie was about. And also about the movie that I've been warning you about that is next. <laughs> I, I converted someone. I was telling someone about Dick Long who hadn't seen it. And I said, you know, it, it's very dark comedy. It's very transgressive. But you really should check it out. But you can't know anything. And then like two hours later, I just got a text that said Dick Long. And then, <laughs> and then followed by like a flurry well, of I like, think, holy shit. I think, <laughs> I think Dave had perfect timing this week because I think it was killing him that he hadn't heard from me on this movie. So he calls me um, Tuesday. And I just watched the big reveal scene. My jaw was on the floor. My phone starts going off, and it's Dave. Well, you know, I was proud because there was real fear that I created, real suspense with what was going to happen this week, what I had planned as retaliation for Queen of the Damned. And uh, I liked that there was fear. And like Trent called me, he approved these before it got to you guys. Okay. Yeah, I proposed yeah. the week to him. He watched them. And then well, it was just like, dude, at first, well, at I, first yeah. it was no. Before I saw them, I approved them before I saw them. And well, then but you saw them and you tried to call it off. I had a whole bunch of other movies. I didn't I was try thinking. to call it off. I did not try to call it off. I watched so many I, other bestiality movies. Wait a minute. Wait a I'm not done with Dick Long. None of them are good. I'm not done with Dick Long yet. I do, I do want to... Oh, I'm not moving on yet. Okay, yeah. I, I do want to, uh, to point out one of the things I think that makes this movie special is that now that you know the reveal, I guess hopefully you've seen it by now, but it's not treated as a yuck fest. The, the story is that these three guys... They have been, quote unquote, doing stuff, like you said, Kevin, with Comet for a long time. And Zeke is like kind of in love with Comet, has some sort of a connection beyond just the sexual, but he has a he's sexual- like a, He's a horse girl. He's, he's uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's treated, I think it's treated in a very sensitive way. And it's not, it's not to like make fun of him. The movie- the, it doesn't make it make it makes fun of him being a bonehead, you know, and, and yeah. an idiot. But the movie doesn't make fun of him for having that. There was no kink you know, shaming in no this film. Kink right? shaming. No, Zero no, kink no. shaming. That's the emotion no. of this movie. And and watching it as a parent, you know, Zeke is the only one in the band that has a wife and a child. Earl's single as fuck. And <laughs> by the way, if you ever want to deter yourself from vaping, watch this movie oh, and just focus on Earl. Um, and Dick Long is, is married. He's married to the actress from, from Teeth, which I was super pumped to see. But no, like all the comedy is still, it's stressful. Like the so comedy stressful. is stressful. Uh. Like, you're laughing at them, but you're also like, you're such a fucking, it, they're the worst liars. Well, Zeke's a terrible liar. 
But Zeke is actually upset that their friend Dick is dead. Earl could not give a Earl, fuck. That, yeah. Well, Earl, that's you mentioned the family. Earl is the single guy. And one of my favorite scenes is when they meet in the bar after it's pretty clear that the the shit's coming down. It's going to be really hard to get out of this. And they're sitting there and uh, and Earl says to him, you're into some seriously fucked up shit and you need to look inside yourself and come to terms with that. I have. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's so comfortable the whole he's, time see, with everything. Like, he's yeah, not that guilty. He's just, I got to skip town. We're into and he's probably going to do it in the next town. And yeah. this guy's kind of tortured. Uh, one thing that I thought was funny is uh, our good friend Ben's been dead. Watch this. We're watching this on his uh, rental right now. And he said to me, oh, I thought they were going to show it. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, and he goes, my big takeaway from this movie was like, I wonder what that feels like. What? And I was like, what is wrong with you, bro? I, that's Eat funny because I thought you were going to say, the funny thing is, you know, Ben Ben's into this. That's crazy. I think he might be. You show a man the human centipede one time, and then that. he yeah, wants to know what it's rails. like to... I have, I have some questions. Please. So... It's said in this film that they have been doing this with Comet for a while, uh, long before uh, Zeke's wife Lydia. ever came along. So how come no one else has, has been rectally um well, he said, that, he said they've never gone that far before. Okay. I think they were doing more like handies and maybe some lollies or something. I don't know what With they were the, doing. Who was yeah. doing what to whom? Well, I, I I don't think they were maybe letting Comet go. He, Comet all. wasn't fucking him. I think he was. I think he was. Oh, but he said, no, Zeke says we've Just never gone. He says we've never actually done that before. No, I think he said that far. He said that far. I took that far to mean actually getting fucked by Kong. I, I I didn't. I took it as like I mean, Kat just said it like kind of just the tip, just like a boop. Oh, but how do you maybe, con- how do you control a powerful I animal? I, I don't think you. No, I think he meant he never. We haven't actually been fucked by Comet before. This was the first time that. We actually got crazy enough that Dick well, said, is, "Hey, why don't why don't?" But this is based on a real story, so this <laughs> right. is based on a true story, or inspired at least. I don't think that yeah, the, inspired by true right. events. Right? right. Yes. Who's inspired by this sort of thing? <laughs> it's inspiring. Uh, it, That's there's sure. a documentary about it called Zoo, and in it, there's a very disturbing part where they describe how it goes down, and the guy's like, "You just take off your clothes and you you stand in the stall. If you stand there long enough, it's going to happen." What? And he said the horse smells like your pheromones, and it just mounts. Especially you. if you're if you're excited, maybe, and you're right. And that yeah, you know, I aroused. I wonder about consent. Everyone's like they're abusing the horse. The horse is mounting you and anally r- raping you. Well, maybe it's that's you want it. But, anally penetrating you, right? And if you're standing there I for feel like, like twenty it's a minutes, different situation. If you have a horse or a gorilla that's overtaking you, it's like you know you didn't. I don't know. It's it's a really but in the weird real thing. story, this was happening repeatedly, right? But and no one, one gets night, arrested though, it right? Went right? Too far, as you say. This Trent. fictional tale and the real tale, no one gets arrested. Mm-mm. Yes, it's too shameful for the entire community. Nobody wants. <laughs> he he fucked he fucked a horse. It was by his own. He was consensual. It went wrong. It's a no fault death by misadventure in the movie. They call it. What a, what a misadventure it wow. was. Ugh. I'm really glad that we all like the death of Dick Long. Mm-hmm. But as we often talk about, the reason I'm so grateful for your last week of, uh, I, I went someplace I hadn't been in a long time with Queen of the Damned. Um, Dark place. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to uh, the next little segment here. And I want you guys, I'm glad you guys all like Dick Long, but we need to talk about something that maybe we're not all on the same page about. Mm-hmm. So we can have that tug of war, that interesting conversation. Please don't say tug. Well, there never was a house like the Tennessee Star. Along about 18 to 25, I left Tennessee very much alive. I never would have got through the Arkansas mud if I hadn't been a riding on the Tennessee Star. I had some trouble with my sweetheart's paw. One of her brothers was a bad outlaw. I sent her a letter by my uncle. <laughs> All right. Don't stall you any longer. Oh. oh. Labette, 1975. This erotic horror film directed by Valerian Borosik, who is described by film critics as a genius who just happened to be a pornographer. This is the story of a failing French aristocrat family trying to marry off their son to save their dynasty and the freaky-deaky daughter of a wealthy man (laughs) that agrees to be his wife. Um, Lucy Broadhurst, the the daughter played by Lisbeth Hummel, and her aunt travel out to the French countryside to meet the family. Uh, They soon discover that the family harbors a dark past involving a monstrous beast, and the story is told through a mix of like vague folklore, storytelling, erotic drawings, uh, the bride-to-be uh, Lucy Broadhurst's uh, curious fantasies about the legend. And as the family scrambles to cover up the dark secret, soon everything comes to light as Lucy is DTF for Labette, the Beast. There are a series of imagined flashbacks as she begins to fill in all the holes uh, of these strange tales. The movie is about bestiality, it is said by the brilliant monologue by the archbishop at the end, copulating with an animal is the most odious crime of the Catholic Church and goes against the very laws of nature. I love this movie. I, I know it's like very out. I referred to it last week as a uh, Polish movie. It's by a Polish director, but it's a French movie. He moved to France. The stars Serpa Lane is Romilda, the girl who copulates with the beast and does most of the porn heavy lifting in this. Um, she actually died of AIDS shortly after oh, this film. Oh, God, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, wow. Pierre Benedetti as Mathurin, the somewhat aloof groom-to-be. I think this creates an incredibly uncomfortable viewing experience by portraying uh, taboos like bestiality, pedophilia in the Catholic Church, dendrophilia, which is sex with plants, and uh, the deep, dark secrets of the upper class. I think that if you can recover from the shocking imagery and pay attention, this movie has a lot to say. I loved The Beast, and The Beast loved me. Yeah. um, This is, well, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I love this movie. And it wasn't always that way. I went on a little bit of a journey. This is on Prime right now. Mm -hmm. Only on Prime. Oh, X videos as well. Well, the only... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but that it's the true. strange that's why thing. I watched it. Okay, that's the weird thing. Yes, this movie is on Prime and also on X Videos, but the version on X Videos is the cut version. The version that's on Prime because we've talked about this with the Devils and lots of other movies. These older movies, this is 75, the different cuts and the different sensibilities of the times and the different censorships and, and all that stuff 
So the version on Prime actually has only been around since the early aughts. It is entirely uncut director's version. The version that you will watch, you should watch on Prime, is much worse than the version on X videos. This is a movie that I'd never heard of, of course. It's Labette or the Beast. Um, I, uh, I, I got to admit, the first time I watched this, I got uh, somewhere around halfway, a little m- more than halfway through and called Dave... I said, Dave, we can't talk about this movie. No, you, you were just breathing into the phone for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I get those calls a lot. I, I will admit I was a little bit shook by this movie the first time, but I'm a professional. So a seasoned I, I went, professional. That's right. I went right back and I watched it again, a mm. seasoned professional. And uh, the second time, I really loved it. This is solo with jizz instead of poop. Yeah, like we were Ooh. saying, more jizz than a regular porn. This has more jizz than, except for a bukkake that would have. Th- I would argue maybe it rivals a bukkake. It, it rivals, it does rival a bukkake. The amount of jizz in this is over the top, more than I want to see. Certainly, it was challenging to me to see that much jizz. <laughs> I feel like I should tell my joke now. I don't Ugh. think it's, wait, I don't <laughs> think that this movie is about bestiality, though. I disagree with you there. It's not about bestiality. It's about human sexual nature, and it's about the taboo, and it's about the sexual mores and culture and what's okay and what's not okay. I think it's more complicated than that, although there is, I guess, harmless fantasy, debatably bestiality. I mean, there's more bestiality really in Dick Long. This is debatable bestiality. We can tell the story of the movie, but there is a lot of horse fucking in this. The first thing that you are confronted Mm. with in this movie is up close and personal mating of horses, real uncut mating of horses. I had no idea that horses' dicks were that long. Speaking of dick long. Really? I just, I always thought, this is the thing that blew my mind. I always thought that horses' dicks were were fatter and shorter. Like if you took the actual, the way the horses' dicks are in this movie, the real horses, if you took that dick and you folded it back over, mm-hmm. That's what I thought a horse dick would look like. I didn't know they were like three feet long. My parents raised horses. So you knew. A fun yeah. fact is if you whistle, you can make a horse pee. You go, oh. They'll pee. How come? I don't know. Hmm. Piss like a racehorse. That's what they say. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love this movie. A lot to, uh, to chew on. Uh, that's so funny. This <laughs> is, no, this is a this is a really good movie. It, it is kind of like I would call this an erotic horror farce. This guy did Emmanuel Five. Um, he he did do some seventies kind of adult movies, but he did a, a bunch of stuff before that too. He was not a pornographer, um, but certainly there is uh, a lot to uh, to take in this movie. I liked it. So I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I've watched porn before. What? I know. It's crazy. What? I'm only human. Wow. I wouldn't say I've really delved into... I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum. I wouldn't say I've delved into the far corners of the pornography on the internet. But I've seen some stuff. This week, however, was the first time in my life I've ever watched furry porn. So thank you so much, Dave. You're welcome. Really appreciated that. You know, I'm just like, you know, check that off the bucket list. Uh, real cool. Um, Dave told me that I would basically be watching porn this week. Uh, so I was expecting something, I'd say, 
a little grimier, maybe Whoa. a, a yeah. little Whoa. scarier, yeah. to be yeah. honest. Because when you said, was the one that I opted out of, um, was the poop Solo. one? Solo. Solo. I opt, I usually opt out of, of those types of Well, you of were just films. on vacation. No, you opted out of uh, Irreversible. <sighs> okay, usually you guys pick things that you know that I will f- not finish watching for the weeks that I'm not going to be there, right. which I yeah, appreciate. We're not doing that anymore. Right. Yeah, that's over. Queen of the, da- Queen of the Damn Why? ended that. Yeah. Okay. Those are before times. Yeah. <sighs> okay, well, we'll talk about this later. Um, Let's talk yeah. about it now. So <laughs> I was expecting something scarier, a little grimier, more rapey. You didn't to be find honest, the werewolf to be scary. The beast was scary. The rat, the s- the spirit Halloween animal that we watched. Mm. You thought was scary. I mean, do you see what he was doing? Okay. Um, instead, I watched a whimsical tale yes. of a fake animal penis ejaculating, <laughs> and then also horse penises. Great, awesome. Send them in. The story was interesting. I would say it was a little, it was like a reverse, like Beauty and the Beast. It was was a reverse Beauty and the Beast, uh, maybe. I would say a graphic version of a weird, like, folklore, like uh, the Brothers Grimm with a lot of fake semen. I wouldn't say that this is the worst film I've ever watched. I was able Mm. to watch it. I wasn't like icked. I was, I mean, I was icked in a certain sense, but I wasn't like really um, brought down by this film. I was just kind of like, well, this is a weird thing that I'm watching now for a good four minutes of this fake ejaculate being rubbed all over this person. And it's coming from like a weird ape costume. It was just, I would just say it was a weird. It was a weird film. An interesting piece that I agree has its place in the horror erotic cinema category. I'm prepared to be enlightened by you guys, maybe. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, no. uh, it's a far corner of horror. And we have to talk I, about is. everything. And I've heard other horror yeah. podcasts think- talking about this. So like, I think it's it's cool to like... Adventure here, I think uh, that you had said last week, I had a little sound bite, maybe you could drop it in here. For me? Yeah. Oh. We've been doing this for long enough. I agree. That I agree with that already. We should be allowed to experience horrible things together. That's it. That was <laughs> From Kat. the horse's mouth. That sound oh. bite. That changed everything on this podcast. <laughs> Did that, it? That changed everything. So when I said There's horrible, no let me backtrack. When I said horrible last week, I meant queen of the damned yeah, horrible. Now, I didn't now, mean. Now, there's no more like, fake. oh, I don't know if Cat will like that. If you can watch Labette, you're fine. Yeah. Is that else. it? You're good. That's Here's it. the thing. This is the outer limits. I would say this is the amount of semen that I can handle uh, more than, uh, for I, I a film. I thought it was too much semen personally. Yeah, I w- uh, you know, it was just that it was so outlandish to me. <laughs> right. There was just no way. Like, if this had been, I, I didn't realize it was like a 1970s film. I thought it was going to be like a weird, like, 2000, like an Antichrist situation. So I was just preparing myself for, like, debauchery and, like, weird shit. I want to know where the suit is. Who do you think ended up with the suit? 
They're still you, using it today. You called it furry horror or whatever. Oh, <laughs> or it's furry. furry. Porn. It's definitely I just think furry it's one of those porn. Things like this is no, exists. but but what I, what I want to say is is I haven't had a take yet. So I know, Kevin. Can you? I'm sorry, guys. Can, can I can please. I get in on this? <laughs> oh, you want to get in on the horseplay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, let's quit horsing around. Kevin hasn't had a take yet. <laughs> All right, rein it in. Oh, Jesus. So this is the point this week where I thought Dave was really mad at us because I knew after watching the death of Dick Long that this was obviously going to be tied into that somehow. And then the movie starts with a black screen, white credits, and horse noises. <laughs> and then it opens up to, like Trent said, serious horse mating. Like this weird oh, family has a horse mating business, and I w- and it goes on way too long. Oh, so by the long! Way. So I was like, so long, and in more ways than one. Oh, and woo! I was I was like, oh my god, what is Dave doing? Like, what what am I about to see? What I will say, it's a cool little story. Uh, if you take it out of like the eroticized. Um, you know, way that it's presented, it's it's a cool little story. Like, I want to know more about Ramilda, who is the original person that runs into the beast and has his plastic penis uh, ravage her, which she then, if I'm not mistaken, she ends up loving and then fucks the beast to death. Am yes. I wrong there? Yeah, no, yeah, that's okay. right. Okay, yeah. and then you have yeah. Lucy, who I thought was like, wow, like what an innocent, sweet character. Uh, also, the I don't most, know how innocent. the most, well, at first when you meet her. Um, also, I've never seen a movie, Dave, with so much bedpost humping. So I was going to say the that. The most of all time. This yeah. is the greatest <laughs> bedpost humping movie of all time. You know, there was a, originally another actress that was supposed to do all the bedpost humping scenes, uh, and then she read the script and she was on the fence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate um, you. But like to your point, Kat, like I knew this was 1975, but I also thought that um, there's a girl that is sleeping with Irfany, Irfany the, the the servant, the, the servant. slave, yeah. The, um, she's the one that keeps like humping the bedpost, and I think yes. another, I think Lucy might do it at some point too. Um, she's got like this like cool braided hair, which no. for like. 1975. Yeah, she looked like she's from now. She, she looked Bo like she Derek. was from Queen of the Damned. It's very Bo Derek. Like, oh, she was a hippie. She was the flower child kid. She was the hippie kid. She's the sister of the guy that's marrying. Yeah. She, she's Pierre's daughter. Not, okay. And not to interrupt, but while we're talking about like a... No, know. let's just open this up. The, the, it's, the floor is open. I, my, my, my take was gone long I think, ago. honestly, yeah, the horse has left the barn on your take, <laughs> let's say. I just want to talk about bedpost humping a little bit. Yes. Ouch. Not comfortable. Why would anyone want to do that? Well, and they kept what humping kind of like the, 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 bo- the bed, but not like the knob, but they kept I, touching I the knob. <laughs> freak. And I was you like, freak. oh my God, this is not going to happen. It doesn't. I, it should. Yeah, we all no. thought it that should. That was we all happen. wanted him to go to the knob. It was like, that's the clear move from here. The dude left. He's got to go butt up his stuff and attend to the business. You know, she should have gone for the knob. The- well, and it's also weird how many times they show her and the servant trying to have sex. And, like, time they two or three, oh, she kids. has, like, two little kids shoved in a closet and, like, lets them out. That was, that, well, I that would say that was the, the most disturbing yeah. part for well, me Well, I mean, let's get into the whole church part of it. Because, again, like the devils, this has this is a clear condemnation of the church. Yes. Because you have our local priest... Um, who has these two young, pretty boys with him. One mm-hmm. is a wonderful singer, and one is 
um, like a keyboard player or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it like as the movie goes on, it gets weirder and weirder with them. Like yes, mouth kisses. Oh, um, yeah, he kicks it off right away with the mouth kisses, though. I'm yeah. like, oh. Yeah, I mean, this, this is much like Solo again. This is, to me, a, a, a satire, a send-up of the aristocratic upper class in France and the church. This is all about those people are poop-eating, horse-fucking, um, bestiality-loving, inbred people. And it just it's taking them all. It's showing how corrupt they are. And I think that's kind of the point of the movie outside of the copious amounts of jizz and the crazy ugly the ugliest prosthetic penis i would have i thought the movie would have been more erotic if the prosthetic penis wasn't so disgusting to every look time at. you say that i feel like you're talking about me but it's like plastic it's, it's so like it's clearly i know hard plastic. I, just, I like i like the the idea big that the behind monster. there pumping a thing and they're like pump more like it's some polish half <laughs> polish french guy like yelling for like more semen my question about this is the story. At, at the end of the movie, let's go ahead and spoil. So the the son that is going to be married off, Maturin, the, Maturin, he he's he's kind of has like he's developmentally disabled. Is what is what we think is what we think. I mean, that's kind of what it's what's trying to show you in its like not so you know PC current Moray's way that he's developmentally disabled and the father is trying to hide that from the bride, and, and, he, and he wants to hide that from the priest. He's the product of the beast, right? I yeah. mean, yes. Pierre, Pierre like, isn't really his beast. father. So, the so beast is his father. This is cucked by the beast. So I don't know if you, so <laughs> so Dave hinted at this, but like Lucy keeps having these like fantasy flashbacks where what I think we're seeing is, well, I know we're seeing Romilda, who is, I'm assuming, Maturin's mom, and it's this big dreamy flashback where it all culminates in the beast starting to force itself onto Romilda and right. then she starts digging it. So I'm assuming the Maturin was her son and he I is don't, half human, half beast. I don't know. I think that was supposed to be like the 18th century. I think that that was supposed to be like a hundred years prior. I don't think that could have been his So mom. maybe there's like a bloodline. I think it's a big, bloodline, th- yes. Th- okay, so that makes sense uh, why Maturin's dad is trying to hide it because he has yes. successfully hidden it, but it's also driven their dynasty into and it, rubble. And it's driven the church away. The, 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 the cardinal won't come and do the wedding. The cardinal hangs up every time they try to call him to do the wedding. He just hangs up on them because- there's the rumors. Nobody wants to know this beast family. Okay, yeah. I'm starting to understand a little bit better now. They're, okay, they're strange. So the, the relationship between Maturin's father, who I think is Pierre, and then there's like Ra- Ramadan or, or whoever. He, he's the another relative in a wheelchair. Yeah. Why does Pierre slit his throat? Because he's calling the cardinal guy to be like, do not he tells come him the here. truth. He overhears yeah. him talking to the cardinal saying, don't do this wedding, don't come out here, whatever you and do. And then the, in the beginning, it's hinted that Pierre knows that wheelchair guy killed his wife poisoned by poisoned, his wife, and yeah. he's, okay. Yeah. Probably right. because she a, was- I mean, there's way more focus on- Fucking the beast. There's nice. way more focus on bodily fluids and yes. bedposts the than there are on like plot. Well, um, but I, I'm getting it. Like, well, no, it kind of seems like where your mind was at, but Kevin, that's actually, what you were you know, paying attention is, to. 
the the part the big scene which is split into two the the big gross the worst scene in the movie that's really only a few minutes in in the middle of the movie it's like the last scene in the last movie yeah the like big the, scene in the last movie cut between two things about semen yes and that's actually a really short time there's actually there's a whole movie here outside of that but it's just it's so shocking it's so not what you expected that's where i stopped the movie and i was like oh my god this is crazy but it's really not that crazy i think that uh, it's the French once again trolling us as Americans and our inhibitions and our whatever hang ups with whatever. Um, and they're just trolling us. I, because I don't think they're trolling the same us. Year, I, think they're, I think they're trolling the, the church same year and we, just societies in general. I mean, we're not a very old well, society. We, we talked True. about Mary, Mary, Bloody Mary last week. Yeah, we did. I had heard from an actual 60 year old that back in the day that was a controversial movie. Right. Like, that's nothing compared to this. And I feel like that they're, you know, just taking it to extremes that no one dares to. And it's, it's amazing that French horror movies are still going to those extremes. Yeah, that yeah. is, yeah. I would like to um, make a connection between some films, if yeah. I may. Sure, love it. I don't know if everyone remembers The Necrophiles oh, that we yeah. watched couple weeks back loved it and the blow-up doll um yeah scene yes where a woman is sticking a fake penis into a blow-up doll and we're slowly turning this into porn just yep. so you know next week uh it's a horror movie it's, it stars tori black but there's a killer <laughs> there's a masked killer it's it's a it's a far out corner of horror we need to know it's, Sasha Banks. it's true it's true I felt some similarities between the necrophiles blow-up doll scene and the weird Trying to fuck a woman with a fake uh, penis scene. This one, did anyone pick up on that? It was just no. like it was supposed to be a real penis. No, was, that was real. Yeah, that was a real penis. It, the beast's no, penis. I think she's yeah. at the I fact mean, that the, be be the beast has a hard time uh, with consistency. I wouldn't. Say, yes, it just seemed as awkward. But in a different way. They were both to me. gigantic prosthetic dicks. That's what movies. I'm saying. Yes. One was into a <laughs> fake blow up. Uh, doll, well, and the, the other was dick, just the zombie dick in Necrophiles. The real zombie dick was kind of similar to the yes. prosthetic dick of the. Beast so would you? One. Would you, True. Trent? Would you say that perhaps the um, Necrophiles perhaps uh, took some inspiration May, from this film? I am sure that Matt Jasel is familiar with the Beast. Cool. Did you guys know that that the whole dream sequence, which kind of it doesn't play out like uh, linearly, yeah, was actually the director. I'm not even going to try to say his name. No. Um, when porn started to get like a little bit more legitimized and less scrutinized, a more I guess, like adult erotic, a producer had gone to the director and said, "Why don't you dip your toes in this?" And so the dream sequence is actually four short films that he did. It's cut from another, yeah, that yeah. he combined Immoral into tales. into this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I just can't wait to see the targeted ads. <laughs> that will now be um, given to all of us after our research the of algorithm. these two films. Yeah, it's going to be good. I, th I think that um, Labette is the cinema. It is challenging. Challenged me. I was on the I was on the hotline. I, I was trying you to call even, it off. 
you can't even take in the story because you're so shocked by the that's things why, that happen. Seriously, no, honestly, that's why I watched it again because between the opening with the long horse sex and all the horse cum <laughs> and all that, and then that that scene, and then the plant scene. What's it called when you have sex with plants, Dave? Dendrophilia. Dendrophilia. Never mm. heard of that. Didn't know it was a thing. It's a thing in this. So between just those little things that really are only a few minutes out of the movie, it made me feel like, oh my god, what am I watching? And then when I went back a second time, I enjoyed the film that exists. This is this is a movie. It just has those very shocking things in it that really throw you the first time. I did not go back and watch it a second time. Um, but I watched it w- with such high alert for what Dave was potentially going to do to us. And again, just kept waiting. Like, when's the next messed up thing going to happen? Um, I appreciate you guys uh, talking through a little bit of this with me because I was yeah. not going to go back uh, and w- the the opening scene alone. I know I will never I know. never watch it. It really it really messes with the second time. I thought it was tame. The second time I was like, ah, oh, this is no big deal. Cat can watch this. I don't care. It's pretty stable. <laughs> Kevin, next week. Oh, so next week we're going to be uh, starting Halloween early. I only get uh, one pick in the month of October, I believe, so I'm I'm coming in hot. So I'm going to go back to my love of anthologies, and we're going to be doing Trick or Treat, Yes. Uh, and we're going to be doing another uh, Halloween anthology called The Tales of Halloween. And those are uh, both VOD? Nope. Uh, Trick or Treat is VOD. Tales of Halloween you can find on Tubi and a bunch of free sites. Trick or Treat is coming to theaters for the first time this Ever. year. I've been waiting for more uh, details. The company that's doing it has only said that it is coming to theaters for the first time this year. We'll keep you updated. Follow us uh, at Speak All Evil Pod on Instagram, and we'll let you know when we know more about Trick or Treat in theaters. 